0: It's good to be here tonight again and just continue looking through the book of First Thessalonians. Now it's just funny how God knits things together and works things because I would probably never have chosen this um, to speak on, because especially because of what um, Christine has gone through and, and we're going through with, uh, with losing Roy. Um, but tonight we're actually going to speak on the topic of death. We're actually going to be looking at that and the encouragement that comes at the end of chapter 4. Um, from verses 13 to 18, we're going to look at that tonight and we're going to uh, hopefully uh, it'll just encourage us all about looking at this topic of death and just dealing with it um, in a sensitive but also um, a, a biblical way. So um, yeah, so let's just read the passage through together and then um, we can look at breaking it down and look at, uh, at different meanings um, from within it. And it starts in verse 13. So 1 Thessalonians 4 um, and verse 13. And it says, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. I know what's wrong. sorry that should sort of I think that's it hopefully <laughs> okay sorry where were we um, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again so that we be- so so we and so we believe that God will bring Jesus... I've totally lost my face. I'm going to start the passage again, actually, if you don't mind. Okay, from the top. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring Jesus... Jesus, will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in christ will rise first after that we who are still alive and left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet uh, to meet the lord in the air and so we will be with the lord forever and therefore encourage one another with these words see death is such a, a hard topic sometimes to come to terms with it's such a hard thing that people wrestle with you see, in the world, um, outside of people uh, um, like, uh, like Christians who have hope, there's a lot of fear surrounding death because it's one of those big unknowns and it's the one thing that nobody can escape from because the, the only statistic that is true about death is one out of one people die. Everybody that lives dies. And that's the one thing that, that, pe- that people really struggle with. You see, I could easily stand up and say, don't fear death. But also then the worry and the thought and the, our own minds sometimes play on us and, and, and make us and give us doubts and struggles and worries and concerns. You know, it's, 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 it's sometimes very easy to be fearful and anxious about it. Because, as I said, there's so much unknown. Because a lot of people say, do we really know what's beyond? Do we really know what happens next? You know, it's easy to give people verses and, uh, and different things that, that can encourage them. But um, whether they take that into their heart and really truly believe it or not, that, that, that's a big struggle for some people. See, the passage starts by saying we need to grieve, but not grieve like the rest of the world. Death is a normal part of life. It's a very normal part of life which is why I always try to encourage people and say we don't need to be fearful of death because it's as much a part of life as living. Because if you truly died, then you'd truly have been alive. So that's, why, why we, that's where we can start. See, some people think, you know, once you die, you just cease to exist. And that's a very hopeless existence, isn't it? That's a very hopeless place to be. Because there's no, what's the point in living if all you do is die at the end? If that makes sense? If there's nothing beyond? If there's no greater or higher purpose? See, some people on um, all these, all different religions uh, have different theories and different uh, things that they bring to the table about what they think death is. So there's some who believe in reincarnation. So they believe that. Basically, at the end of your life, all of your good, all of your bad is going to be weighed and tested. And if you've lived a good, a good life, you become better in the next, whenever you're next reincarnated. Whereas if you lead a, a worse life, you, you'll be reincarnated as a lower animal. So, but then it just, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. In my, in my opinion, I just can't see how that can make sense. See, some people even think if you've if you've ever watched the movie The Matrix you know I don't know if you've watched it or not but basically this is all a simulation that we're actually just batteries plugged into this big computer that basically and, and we're just basically being run as a we're given this as a simulation you know so when it, whenever you're eating food you're only it, your senses are only being stimulated that you're eating food but you're not actually living and eating the food. See, so there's so many different theories and different things. So there's, some even believe, like the Mormons, for instance, they believe that um, if, if you live well enough and if you follow God well enough, then afterwards you'll be, uh, you'll become a god and be put in charge of your own planet where you will have other people that you need to... You know, so you will be, in essence, like God, the, the God we worship. You'll have your own people that you will then need to look after. That's ultimately what some of them believe. See, some Christians even vary in their beliefs and vary in in what. But but I have to base what I believe on the Bible. So, for instance, the Catholics would believe in a place called purgatory that you would go to, and then your um, uh, your friends and family um, would basically um, pray for your soul and pray that um, pray that. God has mercy on your soul and that God will forgive your sins and if if those prayers and give it, and, and money monetary gifts and all that are substantial enough, you'll be forgiven and you'll get to go to heaven. Some even believe in a place called limbo that basically those who who die without having a conscious awareness of uh, of their state um, uh, basically in God like so for instance if an infant dies, uh, they would believe. Some people even believe they go to a place of limbo, where basically, uh, they'd be weighed and tested to see whether we get to go to heaven or not. See, I can't see. I, I can't see this in the Bible. I have to believe what the Bible says. I can't even be that. Uh, go as far as like Jehovah Witnesses and say only the 144,000 elect get to go to heaven. The rest have to stay outside of heaven and worship God from afar. I can't be like that because that's not the, that's not what I read in the Bible. That's not what I read in the Holy Scriptures. That's not what I, I can't believe that. I can't believe that's all there is. I can't believe that only a select few can get actually to go into heaven itself, because that's not what the Bible tells me. If you read through the Book of Revelations, it describes the, heaven, the new heaven, the new earth that's coming, and it's so it's such an encouraging passage to know that that's the hope in the future, and. For instance, gold, something we treasure so much here, something which is so precious, it's one of the most precious metals in the world, we just walk on it in heaven. The streets are made of gold, that's how worthless the most precious thing we have on earth is. That you just walk on it like, like it's dust on the ground. That's how encouraging it is whenever we think about death because it gives us a picture of what we hope for to go for in the future. That, whenever uh, beyond this life, that there is meaning and there is purpose, we don't live a hopeless existence, but we live a hope-filled existence, because we know what's coming next. We might know exactly every single detail. There might even be so many um, different theories on, on on exactly what's going to happen after death, and uh, you know whether some people believe we fall asleep. And then we wake up um, at the trumpet call. Some people believe that we go to heaven and be with be with God until um, until our resurrection. Whenever, as we read earlier, the trumpet sounds. There's, there's some different theories there, but we, this is where we need to have faith in God, because ultimately, does not matter? Because our destination is still heaven. We still get to be with God, whether we sleep and then rise, or whether we go to um, go to. Oh, go to heaven and then come back and be raised into our heavenly bodies to then go back to heaven. It doesn't matter. Our destination is still heaven. See, we believe that Jesus died and rose again. So because we believe Jesus died and rose again, we can then relax into the knowledge that God will rise us up too. God has risen Jesus from the dead. He rose him. So we can rest assured that God will raise us. God will raise us up into new life because if we die with our faith in Jesus and what he did, he too will raise us up. That's what the passage says, that he will raise us up. He will raise us up from our death to be with him. See, this passage describes a few moments that happened basically in the second coming of God because Jesus is coming back again. And that will start the end of the age. That will start the end of times. Or some people call it the apocalypse. That will start the end of all things. And the first thing that happens is Jesus, the Lord himself, will come down from heaven. Jesus will come down. Jesus is coming back. That's a hopeful thing. Jesus is coming back. He hasn't abandoned us. He hasn't left us here. You know what? The trumpet will shout. Secondly, the trumpet declares, God is coming. The shout of the archangel will go forward. And he will come and says, Jesus will come down with a loud command. I don't know what this command will be like, but I'm sure they were all thinking. In in another passage, it says that all the world will see this. And I'm sure whenever this was written, they didn't have social media or television or radio or any way of doing it. So they, they only had a line of sight. So they were like, how is the whole world going to know that Jesus is coming back? But we now know that at any moment we can watch anything happening live anywhere in the world because of live broadcast. So because of that, we know that we could, if Jesus was starting to come down through the clouds today, there's going to be camera crews there recording it. It'll go live and everybody will see it. Everybody will find out uh, whenever Jesus does come back. We don't need to physically be there to see it because we've got it digitally now through our devices. You know what? It's gonna declare, a declaration will come out from there and people will find out the truth then that Jesus is who he said he was. Jesus has come back. And part of this will be is once Jesus comes back, the dead will rise up, The, the people who have died Believing in Jesus will rise up. They'll rise up from their graves. That's what it says. It says anybody that dies, knowing him as their saviour, will be raised up into new life with him. They'll be raised up into their heavenly bodies that won't worry about death, that won't worry about, um, about decay coming. We're in bodies which are broken and are failing and, and are hurting, but whenever we're raised into this new life, We will have new bodies. We will have heavenly bodies. We will have bodies that will not decay. The same way as Adam and Eve had at the very start, the initial design, the created design. We will have those perfect bodies the way God designed it. And then fourthly, it says that whoever is living, you know, with their faith in Jesus, they will be caught up into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. We're going to be took from this earth, and we're going to end up being up there. And there's another passage that says, there'll be two men working in a field side by side. One will be taken, the other will be left. There'll be two people sleeping in a bed um, side by side. One will be taken, the other left. In a moment, God will come and God will take the people. Now, I don't know if you've seen, there's a few movies recently that have come out about this. Liam Neeson starred in one a few years ago, uh, uh, Nicolas Cage started another one where basically uh, you know where basically people were the Christians were taken and it just the results of the Christians going and it was just you know it was a really interesting to watch and um, the interpretation of, of what would happen and how people deal with this and how people struggled with well if God loves how did he take so many people and why did he leave all of us you know we you know and then there's people you know, like there's one scene which they're in, a, they're in a Christian church and the pastor of the church is still sitting in the church and they come in and start having a conversation and he goes, I thought I had faith, but I didn't. And this is the pastor of the church, you know, saying, I thought I had it, but I didn't have it. You know what, this is, it, this is to encourage us to, 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 to think ahead, to plan ahead, to know that we're not left. Without a clue, God's actually told us what's going to happen, so we don't need to be fearful. This is why we can take courage. Because the last thing it says is we're going to be with him forever, or forever in heaven. We're going to be, This is to encourage us. This is to spur us on. So if somebody says to you, what's going to happen after you die? You can say, well, actually, the Bible tells us this. This is what happens after death. This is why we can be encouraged because I get to go to heaven and be with the God that I love and the God that firstly loved me whenever I wasn't worthy of it. I wasn't, worth, I wasn't worthy of being accepted into God's family, but God chose to accept me. That's the, that's the good news, that's the message that we have. We find our true freedom in God when we freely accept this gift that He gives us of eternal life. That's why we're walking in our eternal life now. And death is just a transition for us. It's not the end. It's not that we've had to try and prove ourselves through life because it's not about what we've done. Ephesians teaches us that, Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9. It's not of works because if it's something I could have done, I could boast about it. It's not of anything I've done. It's a free gift from God. is telling us we don't need to worry because worry is something we can't control. If you're worrying about something, it means you can't control it. So why should we worry about things? This is why we need to bring them to God. All of our concerns, anything we can't change, we need to bring to God and just say, God, come and have your way. If we're making foolish choices, we can change that. We can stop making foolish choices. But there's plenty of things in this life which we can't change. We can't control what illnesses we're going to get. We can't control, what, um, to, well, to a certain degree, we can't control what illnesses we're going to get. But obviously, there's plenty of things in this life we can't control, so there's no point in worrying about it. Because the Bible says, who here by worrying about something has changed it? it? Worrying about something doesn't help. Coming to God helps dramatically. So anything you're worried about or concerned about, because even this topic can bring a lot of worry and fear into our lives, and we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be worried. It gives us a clear picture of what's going to happen, so we don't need to worry. See, this is the peace that we can rest on. This is the peace that we get because we know what's happened. We know what's happening. So the people that have went before us, we know what's happened. Because what does Jesus say in John 14? John 14 at the very start from verse 1, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. You also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And this is the main thing, that if you can forget everything else I said, if you do forget, sorry, everything else I said, I don't want you to forget everything else I said, but if you can only remember one thing, remember this. In verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So when we truly know who Jesus is, when we truly grasp who Jesus is, we've seen God. We've seen God. Whenever we get a revelation of God, we've grasped who Jesus is. So whenever we follow Jesus, whenever we follow the pathway that he's marked out in front of us, no matter how painful sometimes, because it's painful when you lose a loved one, it's painful when when you lose someone you care about. But you know what? If they've died with the faith and the knowledge of Jesus, and they die believing that, it says we're going to be raised up again. We're going to be raised up into new life. That's why we don't need to fear death. That's why death, as I said earlier, is just a transition from this life to the next. From, from, from earth to heaven. From being from, from working at a relationship with God to being in an intimate relationship face to face with God. That's the transition. To go from a broken body, which is uh, decaying, to something uh, to, to a heavenly body that will never decay. It says in Revelations there'll be no sorrow there, no more, no more tears, no more sadness, no more pain. And I'm sure some of you arthritis sufferers will be like, "Yeah, no more pain." You know what? When we get to heaven, we will be exactly as God intended us to be. So I just wanted to encourage you with those few thoughts tonight. Die in the faith and the knowledge of Jesus and we have the eternal hope. We have the, the hope that he is going to raise us from the dead. We have the faith and the knowledge that will save our souls. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So let us all just continue to approach God through Jesus, through the accepting love of Jesus. I know it's a sensitive topic. I know it's a hard topic to wrestle with, this one of death. But it's, but the Bible clearly gives us this knowledge so we don't need to be afraid, even though it's really hard not to be afraid. Because it in, in the last verse, in verse 18, it says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. We have to be encouraged by these words. Because, why? Because we're going to be with God forever. We get to go and be with God forever. And that's going to be an amazing thing. That's so indescribable that we can't even begin to comprehend it. I hope these words have encouraged your heart tonight. I hope these words have have stirred up something within you to know who we've believed in. And he's going to be able To keep everything we've committed to him until the day we see him face to face let's pray together god thank you that we do not need to worry about these things but we can give everything to you god you fill us full of your hope full of your love full of your glory god you lead us in ways that we we sometimes never even dreamed or imagined and god As we sometimes think about uh, the transition from this life to the next, as we think about this word death, God, it brings up a lot of fear and a lot of insecurity in a lot of people, especially those who don't know you, especially those that don't have hope or something to hope in or a purpose or a reason, and it even brings a lot of confusion up, God, and pain. So, God, I pray that just with the knowledge that we've learned from just looking at your scriptures, from looking at what the Bible says about death, I pray that we will find our hope in you and in you alone, that we will see that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life, and that we can get to go to heaven through faith in you. So, God, just encourage us with these thoughts, challenge us with these thoughts, may we be more in love with you now than we ever have been in the powerful and lovely and beautiful name of Jesus amen